Hello, Putnam County. This is your host, Chelsea Miller. Today's podcast is going to be just me introducing the concept of mindfulness. I developed a passion for mindfulness during my integrative body, mind, and spirit college course. During this podcast, I will define what mindfulness is because some associated with exercises such as yoga and Pilates. They are actually separate sanctions. I will also share with you the benefits of mindfulness activities and how to incorporate them into your daily life as a positive coping skill. I will briefly orchestrate a few exercises you may practice at home. In the next podcast, I will voice a progressive muscle relaxation script you may practice while you listen. So look for that coming soon. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is a state of non-judgmental awareness of what's happening in the present moment, including the awareness of one's own thoughts, feelings, and senses. There are two components of mindfulness, awareness and acceptance. During a state of mindfulness, you will notice your thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations as they happen. The goal isn't to clear your mind or to stop thinking, is to become aware of your thoughts and feelings rather than getting lost in them. The thoughts, feelings, and sensations that you notice should be observed in a non-judgmental manner. For example, if you notice a feeling of nervousness, simply state to yourself, I notice that I'm feeling nervous. There's no need to further judge or change the feeling. Focusing on your breathing through any mindfulness exercise is used as a technique to ground oneself in the present moment which is the essential skill in mindfulness. The benefits of mindfulness are reduced symptoms of depression and anxiety, greater satisfaction within relationships, improved memory, focus, and mental processing speed, reduced rumination, which is repeatedly going over a thought or a problem, improved ability to adapt to stressful situations, aka COVID-19, and improved ability to manage emotions. Now I'm going to briefly introduce a few a few mindfulness exercises. Again, remember, mindfulness is a state of mind rather than a particular action or exercise. So when I say exercise, I mean like practice. The first practice is called mindfulness meditation. Start by sitting in a comfortable place. Begin paying attention to your breathing. Notice the physical sensations of air filling your lungs and then slowly leaving. When your mind wanders, which it will, simply notice your thoughts and turn your attention back to your breathing. Another mindfulness practice is called the body scan. Start by paying close attention to the physical sensations throughout your body. The goal isn't to change or relax your body, but instead to notice and become more aware of it. This should be done slowly to gain the maximum sensation. Begin a body scan by paying attention to the sensations in your feet. Notice any sensations such as warmth, coolness, pressure pain, or a breeze moving over your skin. Slowly move up your body to your calves, thighs, pelvis, stomach, chest, back, shoulders, arms, hands, fingers, neck, and finally, your head. Spend anywhere from 15 seconds to one minute on each body part, just noticing the sensations. After you travel up your body, begin to move back down through each body part, 
until you reach your feet again. Remember, move slowly and just pay attention. This exercise will be similar to the progressive muscle relaxation exercise I will be scripting in the next podcast. One of my favorite mindfulness exercises is the mindfulness walk. While walking, make a point to practice mindfulness. Start by noticing how your body moves and feels with each step. Then, expand your awareness to your surroundings. What do you see? Hear, smell, or feel. This technique can be also expanded to other daily activities. I even incorporated it into jogging, um, which was kind of interesting because I noticed how much more pleasant the whole experience was and how more in tune I was with my body. The last mindfulness is called five senses, also known as a grounding technique. Make a conscious effort to notice the present moment through each of your senses. Five things you see, four things you feel, three things you hear, two things you smell, and one thing you taste. Like with most things in life, the more you practice, the easier an activity will become. If you want to begin incorporating mindfulness practices in your daily routine, aim at practicing for 15 to 30 minutes. More frequent, consistent, and longer-term practices lead to the best results. However, some practice is still better than no practice. Find a time and place where you are unlikely to be interrupted. I know this may be difficult when you're working from home with your young children, but keep in mind the importance of caring for yourself while caring for others. Remember the quote, you can't pour from an empty glass. I know it's cliche, but there is so much truth in it. Never belittle the importance of self-care, especially during hard times and transitions in life. Also, silence your cell phones and other devices prior to any mindfulness exercise. If time is limited, set a time for your desired practice length. For the best posture, sit in a chair or on the floor with a cushion for support. Straighten your back, but not to the point of stiffness. Let your chin drop slightly and gaze downward at a point in front of you. I suggest closing your eyes for a maximum result, but you may choose to keep them open. If in a chair, place the soles of your feet on the ground. If on the floor, cross your legs. Let your arms fall naturally to your sides with your palms resting on your thighs. If your pose ever becomes too uncomfortable, feel free to take a break or adjust. Because the sensations of breathing are always present, they are, they are useful as a tool to help you focus on the present moment. Whenever you become distracted during meditation, turn your focus back to your breathing. Notice the sensation of air as it passes through your nose or mouth, the rise and fall of your belly, and the feeling of air being exhaled back into the world. Notice the sounds that accompany each inhalation and exhalation. As I mentioned before, it's normal that your thoughts will wander during mindfulness meditation. At times, it might feel like a constant battle to maintain focus on your breathing. Don't worry, that's normal. Instead of struggling against your thoughts, simply notice them without judgment. Acknowledge that your mind has wandered and return your attention to your breathing. Expect to repeat this process again and again. Sometimes you may feel frustrated or bored, and that's fine. These are just a few more feelings to notice. Your mind might start to plan an upcoming weekend or worry about a responsibility. Notice where your thoughts are going and accept what's happening. Return to focusing on your breathing when you're able to do so. Continue this process until the timer rings or you're ready to be done. 
Essentially, any exercise that keeps you focused on the present moment is considered a mindfulness exercise. That's the reason it challenges any anxious or solemn thoughts. I'm going to end today's podcast supplying families with a few mindfulness activities geared for children and families. These activities can also be incorporated into a daily routine to help cope with any anxious feelings children may be having during this pandemic or even just to maintain a healthier mindset. The first activity is called categories. You and your child can choose at least three categories. Um, categories, for example, could be movies, animals, cereal brands, etc. And name as many items as you can in each category. Spend a few minutes on each category to come up with as many items as possible. To make it even more challenging, you can try naming items in a category alphabetically. For example, if you do a fruits and vegetables category, say things like apple, banana, carrot, etc. I Spy is a popular child's game that's considered to be a mindfulness activity because of its focus on the present moment. It allows a chance for a child to identify their surroundings and notice things that they might otherwise miss. Another visual game is the alphabet game, where children look around their environment to find objects containing each letter of the alphabet. For example, in a cereal box, they could find the letter A, or the letter B on a picture, or the letter C on a TV, etc. During mealtimes, hold what's called mindful check-ins. These times allow parents to initiate conversations with their children that encourage the child to focus on their here and now experiences. Ask your child one thing they're feeling physically, one thing they're thinking about, and one thing they're feeling emotionally. This allows your child to be more in tune with their current state and elicits dinner time conversations. A final activity for children is to build a mindfulness box. With your child, decorate a box large enough to hold several small objects. Fill the box with interesting items found around your home or yard, such as feathers, rocks, flowers, etc. Encourage your child to explore the surroundings with more than just sight. For example, notice the texture, weight, and smell of each item. Keep adding to your mindfulness box and review from time to time for further practice. Encourage your child to notice something new about each of the objects inside. I hope this information has been helpful in shaking up any daily routine and incorporating um, healthy coping skills in a rather anxious time in life. Hello, Putnam County. Jarrell Delgado here with your Case Manager's Corner. First off, I would like to remind everybody that April the 8th at the Putnam County Educational Service Center, a food distribution will happen sponsored by Knapsack and the Lipsa Community Center. Qualifications are you must be 18 years of age or older, have a valid photo ID, and proof of Putnam County residence. Just inform me today that they added another date. So another food distribution will also happen on Tuesday, April the 14th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Ottawa Trinity United Methodist Church, 137 North Pratt Street. Same qualifications apply, must be 18 years of age or older, have a valid photo ID, and proof of Putnam County residence. So that's it for me. Back to you, Chelsea. As I said before, look for the next podcast as I will be scripting a PMR exercise that is both adult and child friendly. Take care, Putnam County. If you or someone you know needs mental health help, please don't hesitate to contact a therapist. Pathways Counseling is always here for you, and our phone number is 
1-800-273-4300. For more information, please visit our website at pathwaysputnam.org, all lowercase. Again, that's pathwaysputnam.org. First Steps is produced by Pathways Counseling Agency in Ottawa, Ohio, a contract agency of the Mental Health, Alcohol, and Drug Addiction Recovery Board of Putnam County. Pathways is a partner agency of the United Way of Putnam County. Our tech guru is Darrell Delgado. Our hosts are Darrell Delgado, BSSW, QMHS, Chelsea Miller, BSSW, QMHS, and Shelly Coonrod, LPC.